Okay. Uh, I guess we'll do real intro first. You do. You want to start with the welcome? Excuse me, ma'am. Is that copyright free music? Welcome to Pushing Past Polite, where we talk about what matters and make the world more just. I'm Corey. And I'm Laura. And we're so glad you're here. Today, we are taking our last episode a step further. We talked a bit about our feelings around pregnancy last episode. And similarly, wanted to let people know today that we're going to be continuing this conversation to talk about our birth stories, um, which were interesting for sure. Um, But we want to be sensitive to the fact that this might be particularly triggering to people who've experienced challenges in this space. And so we want to let you know that if today's episode feels like too much to skip ahead, check us out next time and take care of yourself. That's a priority. So thanks for that. And let's do this. We're talking babies. Babies. We're talking Earthside transitions we're talking placenta we're t- i'm just kidding hopefully we're not talking about oh my gosh did we not talk about the fact that with g i did have them take my placenta and encapsulate, encapsulate placenta? my placenta did i tell you that no yeah and then they also made like this broth drink you've lost me yeah it was like yeah it was kind of kind of cool j came too fast so we didn't have any time for <laughs> we didn't have any time for that um my friend made oh she's very earthy and like whoo she there was she made like they made like a jerky out of her placenta and she ate it that way oh do you see my face i do she told me this and i was like i cannot hide my feelings right now yes yes i think that might be a little much the jerky for me but the the capsules and then it was like this spicy broth like ginger cayenne all kinds of good stuff that you need yeah and it helps, you know, to boost your productivity around your milk and all that sort of stuff. I'm going to go take a Pepto-Bismol after that thought. Like, Please. I just need a little settling. I just did a loop de loop. Yeah. No. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. You know, all right. All in there. Well, it's a <laughs> state. Buckle your seatbelts, friends. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Corey, last time we talked a little bit about your first birth experience, but the second one was really different, right? Yeah. I, I told you we almost didn't make it to the yeah. hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast, 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 fast delivery. Mm-hmm. No, so no medication for that one. No, the the doctors and the nurses were both like, "Thanks for letting us participate in your birth." Because <laughs> so we had to cash a check for insurance, and you pretty much did it yourself. Yeah, I I had no when after I had delivered, they came to my room and was like, "Yeah, so we don't have any information about you," because I I mean I couldn't even sign paperwork. You hadn't even done pre registration. No, because because I got diverted. I did not deliver at the hospital I was supposed oh. to deliver at because the hospital I was supposed to deliver at was full. That is bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. And that happened. So with the first baby, when I went to go see my OB at my six weeks, you know, after, she said, you're really lucky that you delivered when you did because had you delivered when the baby was due... You would have had to go to a different because hospital. of how many people are, and the are hosp- expecting at that point in time, and so they were, and they were the hospital was full, and they were diverting people, and the hospital that I, I delivered my second baby at was not a Kaiser hospital at mm. that time, and so I would not have been able to deliver there with my first this baby, is- which is like the next closest hospital 
for maternity, you know, like for this leads to so many conversations about our healthcare system. This is wild. Um, this is going to be another episode Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. So you were unmedicated came in and it was pretty much like, hello, here's my second child. Mm -hmm. Wow. I've told you the story, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. So I had very, very, very different birthing experiences, especially with the second two. Um, I, first of all, went to birthing class and same thing, like water breaks. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little dribble, dribble. (laughs) I know what that means. Had no idea what that meant. Um, I also, because I am a big girl with good size hips, I had no conception for the fact that I would not have a natural birth. Like, and and when I say natural, I mean a vaginal birth. Mm. I thought for sure this is going to be fine. Why would there be a problem? I never, ever thought about birthing complications. Um, And so... Mm -hmm. At least not for myself, right? You hear about people, I'm like, well, I'm healthy and I've got big hips and I'll be fine. I got big hips. I got big hips and I cannot lie. Cannot lie. First child was in there a good long time. He was two weeks past due date. And I said, it's time to get two weeks and 10 days or something nuts. It was, no, no, no. Oh my God. It was two weeks. It was not two weeks and 10 days. I'm picturing. I was about to say, they would have come for him. No. They would not have let him be in there for over In my head, I was thinking the kid's. Uh, gap in age two years and 10 Birthdays, days i was like what did i say different sorry that's right why. right he was right. two weeks late and i was getting increasingly impatient as again as much as i love pregnancy towards the end you want out yeah but they're growing like a pound a week it's too much it's just too much it's too much it's like yeah now you have a 30 pound baby but he was no, only eight you. pounds two ounces even at 10 days late so thank god oh. he was not huge oh nice so anyway um Induction was scheduled because it was nothing was happening. I go, they induce me. I have some contractions. It slows down a little. Nothing really happened. They sent me home at the end of the day, which of course is the last place you yeah. want to go as a person who just wants to give birth. <laughs> I don't want to go, yeah. please. And they were like, listen, it's like a failure. Now, you know what? We don't you want you here. Try go, again tomorrow. Go walk it off. And so they said, try, again, try tomorrow. again tomorrow. And I thought, but can I just stay? Can we just keep trying? And they said, listen, Dr. Schiff's. You need to get some sleep. Just wouldn't you rather be in your own bed? And the answer was, of course, I'd rather be in my own bed. Go home. Right. Take a shower. I'm so sad. I sit down on the edge of the bed and my water breaks, just like you described. I run to the shower because I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do with this situation? My husband is trying to figure out the diaper situation, trying to like fashion something to cover me up right? to get me in the car because we were about 40 minutes from a hospital um, at that point in time. And at that point, the Mm -hmm. contractions were coming fast and furious. And so we panicked, got to the hospital, um, and then the contractions slowed down overnight. (gasps) So I labored, but I labored. And my husband, I told my husband, I said, take a nap, just go to sleep. I got this. Um, So I was in pain, you know, I was in pain and tired, but it wasn't intense. It wasn't picking up speed. I could tell it was slowing down. So this morning they induced Uh. me a second time. And... Oh, the funny thing it was, I went back to the same room that they I had been in earlier. They hadn't even cleaned it yet. It was like, oh yeah, take that That's room so five, funny. no problem. It's me. Yeah, right. Yep. That's so me. um started the uh induction that next morning, started picking up, felt it, needed the epidural. They came in, gave me the epidural, which was honestly a gnarly experience. I did not like that at all. A needle in your spine, mm-mm. In retrospect, probably would have just opted to try the other to go natural because it was I was literally pushing, saying to the doctor, oh, my gosh, why doesn't everybody do this? Everybody should get I, an epidural. This is I'm the sure best. I'm sure the, the inserting that it was, they had several tries in my spine. It was a bad, oh, it was bad. Yeah. 
And as soon as that yeah. happened, I watched the monitors and his heart, my son's heart rate started like they had a hard time finding it consistently. And so um, epidural was in, but it had just started taking. And the doctor came mm-hmm. in, checked, and instead of feeling his head, they felt his nose, which meant he was coming out mm-hmm. a facial presentation, which it, had they delivered that mm-hmm. way, it would have broken his neck. So right. it turned into a full court press, like emergency situation, pushed him back up, pushed him back up, and then took me to the emergency room for the C-section. Husband was not allowed in because they weren't sure if the epidural had taken. I know, right? And so the hospital was beautiful. It had just opened, brand new facility. But I could hear people, as I'm laying on the table, freaking out, thinking, this is not supposed to happen. This is not supposed to happen. I have big hips. Why is this happening? <laughs> oh, I hear them say, you I and got, your hips. Got, yeah, Shakira and I, we get along well. Um, I'm hearing them say things like, no, 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 not that drawer over here. No, not that cabinet. Oh, because they can't buy anything because everything's, everything's new. new. So I was like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I hope we sign the insurance paperwork. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. All this mm-hmm. to say, you're like, I'm so glad I'm a state employee. I have some pension that Bernie will be okay. <laughs> At least the cost of the mortgage for a little while, and I don't need a funeral. Just do right, the thing. Right. Um, right. I'm making right, light, right. but it really, I really did think I was. It was the end. No, that sounds terrifying. Particularly, it's like you're by yourself. Your husband, like your partner, yes. wasn't with you, and there's. It's already stressful. Your the heart rate is low. Your spinal experience was not Mm-mm. good. And now you just are hearing chaos and you can't that's see exactly anything. Right. It was a lot. Yes. That, so, that's a lot. All this to say, it was fine. My poor baby came out so bruised from this whole experience. He looked yeah. 10 rounds like my, with Mike Tyson coming right out. His APGAR scores yeah. were really low at first. After an hour, he pinked up. He was beautiful. It was fine. Um, yeah, that's yes. it. Our scores. You now can yeah. probably understand why, with my second two, I elected C sections because I wanted a mm-hmm. date. I wanted control. I wanted calm. I wanted someone to talk me through everything that was happening. This is the most Laura thing you've ever heard, is it not? Yes, that's why I'm laughing. It's like, I know. This is so Laura of you. I want to have a spreadsheet. Yes. I want to have this organized. I want to know who's going to be performing the surgery. So we're going to select the time. I want to know the room. I want to have all, yeah, that's very the date. I like all of this. Yes. And it was the most, yeah. for me, again, I never had a traditional vaginal birth. Part of me wishes I had experienced that, but at the same time, birth is birth. And I was healthy. It was safe for my children. And it, to me, it, it reduced all the anxieties that I had experienced that first time. Let me just say this. The fact that you had more children after your experience says volumes, right? So however you needed to create the space for you to be able to give birth to those said children is what you need to do. Like I know people who've had traumatic birthing experiences and they're like, yeah, I ain't Mm -hmm. having any more kids because that was just too much. And so I don't want to even consider this again, you know, even though it may be different. So the fact that you, you had two more children is already like a huge move on your part because you could have very easily been like, okay, he came out, he's yep. healthy. No more rolling healthy. the dice. Like, we're good, yep. right? Right, husband? We're good, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It was a lot. But I will say, um, wonderful experience in retrospect, for sure. I mean, even the care that I mm-hmm. got 
during, you know, that obviously the confusion in that emergency room the first time or that operating room the first time was really gnarly. But the care that I got afterwards, and I stayed in the hospital probably four days, right? Because C-section, it's a little longer than a traditional mm-hmm. vaginal birth. Yeah. I was felt so cared for and so loved and had the most wonderful nurses. And our pediatrician was wonderful. Yes. And that, again, it, to your point, you can look back and say that was a really redeeming experience. That was a, that was a freak thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And it all, that I received great care. Both things are true. It was traumatic and it was beautiful. Yes. Um, so yes, it changed me forever. Just changed you forever. Yeah. And my second one, I had the most beautiful care too. I would say mm-hmm. we went to, I requested the hospital that I went to because I knew they were in the network now. And my three of my cousins mm-hmm. gave birth there. And so I was like, I know that this is a place. This is a, this is a place. And when I, I had, <laughs> Like I said, we almost we almost yeah. didn't make it. Okay, like I checked into the hospital at ten twenty one, and I was holding the baby at ten thirty five. Freaking incredible! He did not stop for coffee, did he? Yeah. Husband did not even try this time. No, no. I mean, I was like, if you don't stop fucking texting right now, and drive the car and get us there. Like I was, you knew. I was in. Like, you knew. Yeah, yeah. I was in like an outer body experience. Almost it felt like. You know what I mean? Like my my plug dropped. At like four in the morning or six in the morning, I came downstairs. My husband was downstairs. I was like, hey, my water didn't break, but this is, I think, the mucus plug. So um, we are on baby wa- um, Heads up. watch. Start, yeah. Right? Start the CNN, the CNN ticker. It's time. Yeah. Like we're on baby watch. It's time. So he was like, all right, cool. Well, I have a like a couple jobs this morning and then I'll come back home. And I was like, Okay, my parents were here. I wasn't having any contractions. Like there wasn't anything. And the last baby right. took forever, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, we have a little bit of time. So uh, I came downstairs. I went back to bed for a little bit because I was like, this is not my water breaking. I know that now. It's not continuously yes. gushing. And so um, I came downstairs to make breakfast for myself and my my son. And I... My husband texts and he's like, hey, you should probably call the doctor. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually on the phone with them now. And so I'm talking to the nurse and she and I are cackling like old girlfriends. I was like, yeah. While I'm talking to her, I start having contractions. Oh, yeah. Like while I'm talking with her. And the hospital I was supposed to deliver at was full. So she and I are calling each other back and forth because she's now trying to find a hospital for me to go to. And... So I'm making the breakfast. I hadn't packed any bags because this is a little early. He was supposed to be in for like another week and a half or two weeks. And um, so I make the breakfast with my son. My parents are here, like I said. And but my son knows mm. something's going on. So he's starting to kind of freak out. And so I had I was like had three tasks. I was breathing through contractions, packing my bag and consoling my baby. Yeah. Right. And so keeping him calm. Absolutely right. Keeping him calm. And so I would just like stop and breathe, like let the contraction pass. And so now we're waiting for my husband to get home. And um, my dad says to me, how far apart are those contractions? I'm like, I don't know, bro. I'm trying to do all this stuff and making eggs. Yeah. I'm like making eggs, consoling a baby, packing a bag and breathing through contractions. When am I supposed to be timing yeah. these things? They were two minutes apart. Oh, shit, Corey. 
and a minute long. Yeah, you needed to go. Is right. Thank God for Chip. Yeah, Doctor Chip. Doctor Chip. So my he got dressed. Let me guess. Not in hard shoes and a vest. No, but he. So he gets dressed, and um, I was like, I do not want my dad to take me to the hospital. No disrespect to my dad, but I knew we were going to a hospital that I hadn't been to. I was like, I can't navigate all of this. Like, I can't get yeah. us there. Focus on myself to like, you know, like, I don't know where we're going. I can't, I, I, I can't, I need my husband to get here. So we were about to leave. My husband pulls up and I was like going to jump into his truck so we could go. And his truck is full of stuff. Like there, it, there wasn't even room in his truck for me to sit, let alone put a car seat or something. Oh. His truck is completely oh full of stuff. So we get into the other car, my car, which I was planning to leave for my parents in case they needed to, because we're going to be gone that's for right, four days. That's right, because they fly in. It's not like they have a car. Because they fly in. Yeah, that's right. So they're visiting from California. So I was planning to leave the car that I drive with my oldest with them so that if they want to need to go to the yes. store, do something. But my husband's truck was so full of stuff that we there was no time. He was about to go upstairs and change clothes. And I was like, we need to This go. is happening. This is happening yes. now. This is happening. And so my water still hadn't broken, but my contractions were coming. And so I was like, let's go. He's sitting at a stoplight to get on the highway. I was like, if you don't run this fucking stoplight and get me to the hospital, we are going to have, I'm going to be throwing <laughs> hands over here. This is like worth getting a ticket for. Let's, yeah. Yes. I was like, they will escort us. That We yeah. will not get a ticket. If we get pulled over. They will drive We're us to the hospital. We're going to name the baby after the police officer who pulls us if we don't hurry up. Don't nobody no. want to deliver a baby on the no, side of the go. road. So a cop will drive us, escort us yes. to the hospital. Yes. Attract attention, husband. Attract attention. Yes. Get yes. us some blue lights. Go. So he's he's in there texting his his mom that we're on the way to the hospital. So this is like 10 as we're driving. So anyway, we get to the hospital. I'm like, let me out. Just let I don't, I I don't know where I am, but just let me out. Yes. And so I go through some doors and there's like this welcome area. I was like, where's the maternity wing? And this older, these two older people who are like the welcome people. Volunteers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like. They're like, we were not trained for this. Yeah. They're like, uh, can you sit down? I was like, I can't sit down. So this older woman grabs my arm. and the, She knew. And the older man who was at it, he got in front of us and they walked me all the way to the maternity ward. Badging me through, badging me through, badging me through. Like, so I didn't have to figure it out. They walked me up. Oh, thank God. And the girl at the desk, once we get into the maternity part, is like, can you fill out this paperwork? I can barely move because I'm like in full active labor and I'm breathing. I'm trying to fill out paperwork. I can't even read my own writing. I would have thrown a clipboard yes. across the room. And so a nurse comes and is like, uh, yeah, we could do this later. Let's get you to a room. So she walks me, is walking me to a room. As she's doing that, my husband is coming through the double doors. And I'm like, thank God. So he goes back to the room with me. And, um, you know, like they go back out and I just like holler. My water broke. I have this crazy contraction. Everything is soaking wet. And they're like, you have to get on this table. I was like, I can't get on the table. They, they like shook me up. Lift you up. Onto the table. It's like, we have to go now. The Kaiser doctor wasn't there yet. So some other doctor is introducing themselves. 
a, um, a resident is introducing themselves. There's all these nurses. We go into the room and then the Kaiser doctor comes. So it's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Let's have this baby. And it's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Didn't bam, buy you dinner you, first. Yeah, I am like, checking you out. My mask, my mask was in the room. My phone was in the other room. My shoes were in the other room. Like my pants were in the other room because I had like taken them off to put on a gown. But then I started, you know, and yeah. so I get into the birthing room and like the baby comes. He, it's like, all right, push, let's go. Do you see my face? Yeah. I am stuck in shock. When I got to the hospital, I was like, I need an epidural now. And the nurse was like, yeah, no, honey, you're having a baby now. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. There's no time for and this. And so it was like, I checked in, 1021. I was holding that baby at 1035. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You, you hear these things on TV shows like, oh, yeah, we gave birth in the parking lot or we had the baby in the backseat of the car. I, this has never been my experience. <laughs> My experience was 10 days late and you got to beg the kid to come out and then like very clinical and clean and like prepared. Yeah. And, yeah. Wow. And so then the nurses were all talking about it. It was like, ooh, I heard, I heard about, sh- <laughs> <laughs> you're the one who dropped trowel and <laughs> you're the one they badged through because they thought you were going to kill somebody. <laughs> you're the girl we do training videos yeah. on now. If you see these signs, open the door. Open the door. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And so we stayed um, a couple days and we were right there by the Trader Joe's and stuff. It oh, was a, yeah. But, oh, oh, side note. So when the first one was born, it was COVID, right? Like it was right yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. It was Did right. It? No, it was right oh, before. No, before. Before. Right before COVID. February, yes. So there's like all these people. It was Super Bowl weekend, blah, blah, blah. When the second one was born, the feisty one, that second born child, mm-hmm. there was a tornado that touched down in Annapolis. Now, when does a tornado touch down in Annapolis, people? Come on now. So we go to our room, and they're like, yeah, stay away from the windows because they're, we're on a tornado watch. Uh, everything I know about hospitals says they're mostly glass. Come, thank you. Come on, Laura. Huge glass. Huge glass. The Huge. whole room. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, but you and your newborn, stay away from the windows because uh, we're on a tornado watch. And they then have the, to have a plan for that. And then the tornado touched down like a mile and a half from the hospital. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's a new kid in this place. Oh, my gosh. But then the nurses were like, this place exploded because like the spike in the environment, I think, sent a whole bunch of women Made into labor. go into labor. And so okay, she was like, just... you're so lucky that you had your baby when you did because now we're out of beds. You're like, maybe my baby caused this tornado. Yeah, we caused right, the disturbance exactly. of the force. The way, the speed at which I ran in here is probably what caused that That's tornado. That's what started the tornado. Wow. Okay, I need to take a, we need like a collective breath after this because this was a lot. That was a lot. We talked about getting knocked up. We talked about birthing our babies, birthing them, the traumas of that. The joys of that. The joys of that. The totally different experiences of that. And how we do it again. Yeah, and how we do it again. For a stranger, because we loved it so dang much. I know. There's a mercy and forgetfulness, is there not? There is. But, I mean, the experience was so beautiful. The main reason I don't think I would uh, have another baby is because I have habits that I don't want to break. As in good health habits and you don't want to put the weight back on again? No, like bad health habits. Like what? Oh, just kidding. (laughs) You're saying you don't want to have to abstain from things for 40 weeks. Yeah. I understand that. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. For me, it's now being over 40. Well, that part, too. Nobody's going to again that, anyway. That part, too. That part, too. But it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, and, yeah. 
that part too. It's like, and now other people are having babies. We're going to have more kids around. It's fine. No, so it's yep. good. Yeah, I've taken my turn. I've, I will say knowing that that was my final. So I did a tubal ligation with the third because mm. it was such a surprise that rocked my husband to his core. I said, we cannot withstand another surprise. Yes. So I said, while I'm already open, while you've got me on the table for the C-section, let's do this. Yes. And I really, I mourned that, like the fact that it's a final, final, final thing. I knew it was the right decision for yeah. me and for our family, um, but it was, oof. Yeah, oof. My, my husband took the L on, on that one for our family. It was like September, the little one was born in October. He was locking I think it that's up. the right thing. If it's not, if you're, if you're not already having a C-section, yes. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah, You've had yeah. enough going on in your body. You right. do not need that. Yes, correct. Correct. And yeah. I got him a little, uh, you know chick-fil-a milkshake afterwards and oh. we, we went on about our business we got a little band in the balloon exactly and, he went home. <laughs> and then he went home here's a nice pack okay yeah, you'll be okay i pushed a baby out of my vagina i don't want to hear anything from you no i love you here's some frozen yeah here's peas. some frozen peas <laughs> i i don't want to hear off. about it or don't you do you but i have two humans to care for and that need food out of my body and things like i can't i can't baby no. you because i have actual two babies and he was actually really great. He didn't, his experience was positive. And so he was Good. not experiencing a ton of pain. And he was, whatever he was experiencing, he took some ibuprofen and kind of took it like a champ, let it ride. And yeah. Good guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So lessons here, global lessons. When you, when your water breaks, go to the hospital. Go to the hospital. There is no stopping on the way to the hospital no. for coffee or other things. Get yourself comfortable and get that bag packed early. Early. Get the cars cleaned out so that Get you can cars cleaned out. jump in and go. Yep. And what else? What else? Enjoy the nursing staff and and be grateful, you know, be kind to them by all means. But like enjoy that like transition from being just you to being you and baby and yeah. get that help and yes. take advantage Enjoy of it. The Have help. people on your team to help. Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. I think that sounds right. Yeah. I strongly recommend doulas. Um I, my, my sister used a doula. I used a doula. I recommend doulas for a variety of reasons. But one of the main ones is particularly as a woman of color and a black woman yes. who has extremely, black women have extremely high mortality rates. Um, having that person as a advocate who's also just talking with you. So she was there coaching my husband on how to support me. And because I didn't always have the words, I knew that I needed something, but she was able to facilitate what that's, those somethings were. Yeah. Um, and she was also helping to translate some of the information and quell some of my anxieties when the doctor yeah. was kind of rolling in there and shaming me for not coming in right away and, you know, whatever. Having that doula there was extremely it just as particularly for my first child yeah. oh yeah having well, that having support, someone who's witnessed hundreds if not thousands yes. of births to say ah, something's not right yes and to look out for that for you yes or to bring their expertise in a perfectly fine situation yes. to say here's what you need to know or here's mm -hmm. what's coming next mm -hmm. that i can imagine being invaluable mm -hmm. and i wish that i had done that yes it was um but particularly for friends of color i would absolutely encourage anyone if to that do you that. can afford to do that Yes. If, if like you have the means to do that, I would definitely recommend it. And yeah, because I did. I had a, I had that anxiety going in, like, look at our four by one Olympians or, or was our four by four team, our four by four team. 
regardless, an Olympian in peak health. Three. Three. Two almost died and one did. From that relay team. From that relay team. Three have attempted to give birth. Two almost died giving birth and one died while pregnant. And they're four black women. That is astounding and horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Agree. The more support you can get in that space, the better. Yes, the better. The the advocacy, the support, that for sure. Um, Yeah. Hey, thanks for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure. I feel like I was there. I feel like I was in the room with all your people. Oh, man. Yeah, you know. With the lights and Stevie Nicks and, and all the things, yeah, man. Folks were just rolling through there, too. They really were. My cousin Brandy, she came through. She was our lifesaver because she was running between back and forth to the house for us because it wasn't COVID, so people could come, right? Yes. And so I'm glad that I had a non-COVID birthing experience um, and I have so much compassion and empathy for women who had COVID birthing experiences because in the or have only had COVID and birthing have only, experiences. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the early part of the pandemic, women were giving birth by themselves. And I could not imagine what that feels like. And so to not have a partner with you, a support person with you, that you're in a room in a mask, going through all of this pain and the people who are supporting you are strangers. Mm, that would be incredibly hard. Yeah, that's 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 really difficult. And so I'm glad they evolved that um, that the protocols pro- those protocols that. pretty yeah. pretty quickly to allow. It's like your partners. You can have one person. They just have to stay. Like nobody can leave. By the time my second one was born, it was later in the pandemic. So he was he was able to come and go. There can only be one person in the room with us at a time. But if my parents wanted to come, like my mom could have come, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't have to be one person only that was allowed. It right, was just one person right. at a time. So, wow. yeah, that's different. Thank God for these beautiful babies. Yes, uh, all of the, them. Yeah. And the, gosh, we have a lot between us. Five yeah, between five us. Between that's us. a lot of humans. Yeah. That's a lot of humans. Um, but just again, sensitivity towards people who desire that. And uh, for whatever reason, that has not happened or for people who've had much more traumatic experiences than we have, please know that we offer these stories just as ours and with sensitivity to uh, to your story as well. And so find people in your trusted circle that you can share that with. Um, we can be there for them too. Yeah. I'm going to say one last thing. And I just, making babies is hard. And there's so much of our worth tied up in our ability to do that. And I really think we need to shift that, that, decouple that. You know, like, I know people who are just so disappointed in themselves if they aren't able to to get pregnant. And I also want to add that at the time when I was conceiving, when we were early thinking about having our first son, I had Invisalign. This is going to be a silly story, but I I, I had Invisalign and I was going to this wonderful orthodontist. in my community. And he is a black man. He is married. He has a family. He's just a lovely person. And one of the things that he he kept saying to me is that it's the responsibility of both of us to conceive a healthy child. 
And not he, just the woman. And not just the woman. And he kept saying every almost every time I go, he was like, don't forget to remind your husband that he needs to be taking his vitamins and he needs to be mm. drinking his water and he needs to be getting his body prepared just as much as you need to be getting your body prepared. And that was one of the first times I had heard that narrative, first of all. And this is the first time I'm hearing that narrative. Yeah. <laughs> and especially and coming from a black male. Right. Mm. He. That was so powerful to me because I'm like, that's so true. This is not all on me. And so coming from a man to me, a black woman, a black man to me, a black woman, telling me to be sure that my partner is also preparing because he also has a role and responsibility in the conception of this, of this human life was so different from so much of how we talk about getting pregnant and yeah, all prenatal that. care is entirely focused on the woman yes and so like that part too right that this is this is a journey that has that requires contributions from two sides whether it's artificial insemination or iud or ivf uh or uh just having sex with your partner or however it happens right it still mm -hmm. takes contributions from two from from two parties and mm -hmm. so the health of both parties makes a difference and there is so much responsibility placed on the women, right? We're told all of our lives, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. And that happens until we're about 16 or 17, 18, right? And then it's like, where are the babies? When am I going to get some babies? Where are the grandbabies? How come you haven't had any kids yet? What's going on? Like, yeah. find your husband. Let's have some babies. Take a breath. Take a breath. It's yeah. not all. It, the narrative is about it being on us, but that's not the truth. You know, mm -hmm. just as often couples struggle to conceive because the man has a problem, right? The man has a low sperm count. The man has an issue. And but the onus is often placed on the women. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted I want to just throw that out there, too. That's like getting pregnant for us was not hard. Mm -hmm. And that means that in that process. We were just, we had, we found the magic and mm -hmm. our bodies were in a place th to receive and our partner's bodies were in a place to give and we were able to do this thing. And if you're struggling to do that, it has nothing to do with your worth or your value. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Like, yes, that doesn't make you any less of a woman if you choose to not have children, if you are struggling to get pregnant, if you are not able to carry children to term that is not on you and your worth that's exactly right mm. i know so many people for whom that's true and i hope that that feels affirming and validating and um that we see you yeah we see you we see you and we love you yeah that too <laughs> very important part Whew. yes labor delivery no joke Thank you all for hanging in there with us. Um, babies are miracles. Making it from the start to the end of the whole thing and, and have a healthy little tiny human is really a miracle and a gift. So uh, I'm so grateful for my friend Laura having been born and us to have this opportunity Aww. and space to share. And for all of our little ones, they're just such a joy in our lives. 
Absolutely. And a huge, huge, huge shout out to all the wonderful people who cared for us and coached us and encouraged us when we went through it and uh, hope that we can do that for other folks as well. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for pushing past polite with us and talking about something a bit vulnerable. Um, we really enjoyed it. And we're, we're so glad you're here. I'm Laura. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Pushing Past Polite. We encourage you to go deeper in your trusted spaces or find new space for good conversation. You'll find content to help you get started on our social media channels. We're at Pushing Past Polite on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Pushing Past Polite is an independent podcast with Corey and Laura from Just Educators. Our cover art was designed by Rachel Welsh de Iga of De Iga Designs. And our audio is produced by Keith at Headset Media. Until next time, don't get stuck talking about the weather. Push past polite. See you next time.